Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Today, I am chatting with my friend, Lindsay Pruitt. She is the founder of Lux Beauty Social. She is a social media manager for beauty pros, and we're having a conversation today about how Showing up for your social media and showing up in the way that you market yourself is more than just posting pictures and writing words. This is a great conversation about the complexities um, and the a lot of the things that we go through as far as um, creatives that now have to be essentially marketers, right? Like we have to not just do the hairs, um, but we have to show up online. especially if we're trying to build a specific kind of business. So this is a great conversation. Lindsay's an amazing human being, and I will link all the things in the show notes of how to get in touch with her, as well as following her on Instagram and listening to her podcast. Um, So definitely go and check her out under Lux Beauty Social. Also, all the resources to getting your financial shit together. This is the Cash Confidence Stylist podcast for a reason. I want you to feel confident when it comes to your financial situation. Your money story is important. It affects all the things in your life. It affects the way that you show up in your business. It affects the confidence that you have in your own decisions. And it affects all of the opportunities that you can open up for yourself and for your future. So I am also going to link in the show notes all of the many resources that could be helpful. My freebies, five ways to find money, Um, Three Secrets to Becoming a Cash Confident Stylist, as well as my mini course, Buy Buy Debt Blueprint. This is the thing that is going to be your plan to getting out of debt if that is one of the goals that you have, as well as releasing the shame around debt because let's be real, society makes us feel like we're shitty people if we have debt, and I think that's bullshit, but we'll talk about that more in other episodes. So 
head down to the show notes when you're done listening um, and get all of this information. And with that being said, please enjoy this episode with Lux Beauty Social. Lindsay, welcome to the Cash Confidence Fellows Podcast. Hello. You like my radio voice? Thank you for having me. <laughs> I feel like I, I have to like mirror the energy. <laughs> I know. I always feel like I need to like have a radio voice like Delilah, oh. Delilah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Lindsay, I'm excited. We're going to chat about social media today. Yes, um, yes. And I love the way that you talk about this. So before we start, I want you to tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Hello, I'm Lindsay Pruitt. I am a social media manager for beauty professionals. I did hair behind the chair for 12 years before I retired. I left just shy of a year ago. Next month is my year mark of being in this business. And it has been so incredible to still be able to be in the beauty industry, but support stylists in a whole new way that truly needed to happen. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's a very small snippet of my journey and story, but I am a social media manager, retired from behind the chair, and I am just excited to have this conversation with you guys today. Absolutely. So I love what you're doing because you're doing something a little different. I think sometimes when people hear social media manager, they think it's just like, oh, you're just going to like make posts for me and like put them on my Instagram. But you're, you have some different angles that you got going on. And I want you to talk about that a little bit. What did you just launch recently? Oh, yes. So I just launched our full done for you agency offer. Mm -hmm. And the big push and pull for me to launch this was the mere fact that I know firsthand as a stylist that it is next to, I won't say impossible to get content behind the chair, but it's truly like one of the last things on your mind. And it, and it should be right. Like we are there to, you know, help our clients and give them this like high level value service. Like we're really pouring into them and then to turn around and energetically like try to produce high level content, like visually, not just like your typical B-roll that you see all the time on social media, but truly showcasing your brand in a way that you want it to be portrayed. Mm -hmm. Um, it's super easy to get the B-roll, right? Like, you know, walking in, setting up your tray, getting ready for the day. Like all of those things are extremely important for social media, but we always miss the fact that it's also important to portray our brand. Mm -hmm. So that's why I launched this done for you offer to bring those two things together and just give you all of your content for 90 whole days. <laughs> yes. So what do you do? So tell, tell the people what is done for you mean? Done for you means that it is seriously done for you. Like, like it's you fly kind of out. This, yes. So like I fly out, I come see you, I shoot in your space. We also come up with other concepts that will really help showcase your brand in the way that you want it to be portrayed. Like I was just saying earlier, um, just to give you a different mix of content and really help keep your audience engaged. I love that because sometimes it gets overwhelming even thinking about like, who am I going to hire to take my pictures, you know? And God, I don't even want to think about like, who would I hire to like take video for me, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. So it can be scary. And then having, I have hired someone before to do branding shoots for me mm -hmm. and it is very different working with people who have not worked in the hair industry because yes. the things that they think about. I don't necessarily want, if that makes sense, because they're automatically like, bring your scissors and like, you know, what I, like, I don't know, like kind of the typical things that you see in like the default Canva 
hairstylist pictures, right? Like, totally, totally <laughs> so yeah. You have a whole different perspective. So you can come in and be like, hey, what are your clients like? What is your brand? Let's do it this way instead. What are some mm-hmm. things that are kind of different that you do when it comes to your shoots? It's it really depends on what someone is, you know, promoting and selling. But we really get into not just taking the photos for you and being like, here you go, here's your content for 90 days. But we really dive into um your brand. Like, what are your core values? What are you truly trying to portray online? Like, who are you trying to show up as? Because we need to be able to mirror that in the shoot to attract your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like you were saying, those like bring your scissors, stuff like that. Like, they're cute and they're fun to have those shots. But if you're really trying to stand out in the industry, you have to make things look very different than others in the industry. And so that's why I always do a two-day shoot with people because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, one day is going to be like your typical like behind-the-chair content that you need. Mm-hmm. And so we spend a whole day doing that and just really get you comfortable in front of the camera. And then the next day we go to a totally different location. And it's probably going to be something totally different than you've ever done before. Um, I really like if you are a big like into nature and stuff like that, like we will go and find a space for to shoot like in nature if that's your vibe. And that's like what you're trying to attract. If you are like Let's say you're like an organic, natural stylist. That's probably going to be something that we do. We're going to shoot in your space and really showcase the culture and the vibe of your space to really show that online and really attract people. But then also getting out of your environment, but still bringing that same feeling to your page through other types of content. Because I feel like as stylists, we just get stuck in the like, oh yeah, like let's take shots in the salon because that's what makes sense. But if you want to really set yourself apart, you got to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and people want to know like who we are and I think, and, and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. That's the hardest part for a lot of stylists. It is the hardest part yes. to pull out of stylists. <laughs> I have an entire worksheet that people, uh, my clients walk through before they even work with me. And it's truly to bring out again, those core values, but also the core parts of your story, it's going to be very key to speak on in your messaging because social media has changed so drastically, even in the last four years on what needs to be shared, how often it needs to be shared and how it needs to be shared. Um, It's, I mean, I'm just going to kind of dive into this. Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) I'm like, I have so much to say on this, but my biggest thing with that is like making sure that you are showing more of you and your client stories. So portraying both of those versus like the three ways to wash your hair. I mean, that's actually not true. That's not even a good example. The, <laughs> the, the, you know, best way to wash your hair with hair extensions or something like that, you know, like those very typical tips that we are used to seeing and talking about, those are still important, but arguably those should not actually be living on Instagram all that much. It really needs to be more about the story. So if you are going to be talking about how to properly shampoo your hair, maybe give an example of a client that was really struggling with that and what was happening with her hair because she was not shampooing her hair properly, right? So showcasing that why of like, this is why we shampoo twice. We don't just shampoo once because this is what will happen. And you show that journey of what happened with that client. 
Yeah, I love that. So the last two weeks I've been to two different like places with where I've watched speakers speak. And uh-huh. it was has been very interesting to see the difference in people who are just giving information. That's it. Here's information here, you know, and then people yes. who intertwine stories because mm-hmm. the information you start to gloss over. And you just kind of, you're like, you know what, this isn't like, it's too much. It's not interesting. Mm -hmm. But when people add like stories into the, like mix it in with the information and start kind of pulling that emotion and like that, like, oh my God, I can relate to that. Oh my God, they're talking to me is a whole different vibe. And I think that we forget that we are doing that every day behind the chair. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, and I think that's what's so mind-bending to stylists when I'm talking to them about social media because we overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. 1000%. 1000%, 1000% that whenever I break it down into those like terms of like you're literally always already doing these things like I'll ask clients all the time I'm like talk to me about what you talked with your clients about behind the chair this week. Mm-hmm. What were some topics? And they immediately start rattling off hair topics but I'm like no talk to me about the stories that you were having, like Mm -hmm. conversations that you were actually having. What struggles were they facing in their life? Because that is actually what we need to tap into for your marketing and showcasing how your product or service really will solve solve that problem that they were facing. Yes. Instead of just being like, hey, can you send me a review? Like Mm -hmm. it's a way less awkward way to talk about your client's transformations than like those typical testimonials that we see that really don't convert or do anything for your content. Yes. Let's okay. Let's go a little deeper into this. Come on. Okay, now. Cool. You, know, you know me. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because I, you know, we hear it a lot and like, even mm-hmm. I hear it and I don't do social media. I'm just, well, I don't want to show my face. Well, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. nobody cares about my personal life or nobody. I don't want to put myself out there. Right. That that's yes. what I hear from people. I'm sure you hear it like times 10, right? Every day. Yes. Where, where, do where can we like get rid of that disconnect? Because I know for me, the more I show up as myself and like, mm-hmm. you know, show up on stories with no makeup on and talk about my kid from time to time and mm-hmm. talk about like my struggles from yeah. time to time, the mm-hmm. more people resonate with me and the more people like me, you know, mm-hmm. and want to work with me. And it's funny because for a long time when I was just behind the chair, Mm -hmm. I thought I had to do what I quote unquote should do, right? Like, oh, well, I'm just going to post hair pictures and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to post what formula I used or whatever, which by the way, clients don't know what the fuck a formula is. So yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, uh, And I thought I was doing all the things and nothing was happening. And it wasn't until one day I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to do it and make it fun. And I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about. And I'm going to talk about how I, how I would talk to my clients in the salon Mm -hmm. game changer, like social media game changer. And Mm -hmm. it's so funny because what will change the game for you is what we're resisting. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person? What are you saying to that stylist? That's like, oh, Mm -hmm. nobody cares about my personal life. Oh, I don't want to put myself out there. Like, what would you say to them? The number one thing I say to people when they say that to me is that's a story that you are creating in your own head. Mm-hmm. And I love that you touched on how you're one person behind the chair, but then you feel like sometimes there's that resistance with social media. And it's because of those stories that we're telling ourselves because we're over consuming other people's content. And we think 
subconsciously, we may not be thinking this consciously that we need to be like that and fit in that box, but subconsciously we are, especially when you're feeding yourself those lies of like, no one wants to hear my story. Nobody cares. No one wants to see this type of version of me online. Like that's when you really start kind of putting yourself in that box when you don't need to be doing that, you know? Um, it's just this natural thing that like, I don't know like what the true solution is other than you have to rewrite those stories in your head. I wish there was something easier and like a hack that I could give you to, you know, show up more confidently, but really like confidence breeds confidence. So when you show up online authentically yourself and confident and you just continuously do that, that's really the only way to show up confidently. And I wouldn't even say to start showing up before you're confident because you're not build the confidence. It's the fake it before you make it. Like it sounds so cliche, but that phrase actually works for this reason. Like not for everything I shouldn't say, I I will say, but like showing up just to like get started and just like, you know, creating that messy action, you know, all of these cliche things that we hear all the time. It's true though. Yeah. That's why we hear them all the time. Right. There's like a reason. (laughs) <laughs> yes, there's a huge reason why we hear these all the time because they truly are like important for creating the action that we want in our business, yeah. and especially when it comes to social media. Well, I think the the and I don't even know if mental health is the right word, but I think that the mindset work is important um in every yes. aspect of our business because again, yes. I know when I first started showing up, I was like terrified to like talk like going live was like terrifying or like any video of me talking on my feed was terrifying because it's there Mm -hmm. forever in my head. I mean, I can, obviously Mm -hmm. I can delete anything I want, but, (laughs) um, so I would start doing stories because stories felt easier and they disappeared. And somebody told me one time people forget within a day or something. So it's like, even if you mess up in your story, yeah, Yeah. it's probably less than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, is like, this is going to sound really bad, but no one actually cares. Like, it's so true. No one actually cares about what you're doing. And like, thank goodness, like most of us, majority of us are not in like a spotlight of like, okay, let's just say like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, right? Like right. I, I would never want to be at that level to where everyone is speculating every single move. But thank goodness, like we as like stylists, most of us listening to this are not in that arena. Right. So like, that's why we really shouldn't be worried about taking the messy action and just showing up and trying things. Like if lives terrify you, I love that idea of just like popping on stories and getting more comfortable speaking to the camera. That's a great first move. Yeah. Or even if you have a hard time, um, say like you want to start doing more TikToks where you're talking to the camera, but you're just nervous to do it. Stories are really a great option for that. But um, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. I also want to say that when it comes to social media, there's so much noise out there of like, you need to do this. You have to do this to see results. And it's honestly, none of it is true. The main point is just being number one, confident and number two, consistent. So yeah. whatever you decide to do, be confident and consistent in the moves that you're making on social media and you will start attracting the right people. Yes. There are little like tips and tricks that you know, can get you to grow faster or whatever. And that's whenever you can hire an expert or whatever to really deep dive into your social media. But for right now, if you're struggling with just showing up, then first thing I tell my clients is I honestly can't 
help you all that much until you are consistent for 30 days. Yeah. So I give them a basic strategy of like, you need to do this. Like no questions asked. You have to follow this for me to be able to give you better feedback. So if you're even thinking about hiring someone in the future for social management, just know that's actually the first thing I tell my clients. And then we go through and we refine it from there. But you have to just start taking the action now and being consistent. Let's talk about consistency because I think sometimes people hear consistency and they hear, I have to post three times a day, every single day. But Mm -hmm. what does consistency actually look like when it comes to social media? Consistency can be a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yes, I think you're hundred percent right. When people think when they hear consistency, it's like, I have to post every single day and I have to show up in stories every single day and I have to look put together every single day. That, and that is to be not perfect. true. Yeah, yes. right. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> Trust not me, true. it is not true. <laughs> no. And nor should it be, right? Like if we are in, if we are working with people and really trying to promote like the real version of us, it really shouldn't be a production every single day. You yeah. can have the super curated pieces and stuff. I mean, that's why I did my done for you offer my agency offer, because it is good to have those things. I call it like a vein of branding, but mm-hmm. it's also very important for you to just be you. So if you are like 50% of the week, like not wearing makeup or like a hundred percent, whatever, then you need to show up online like that yes. because that's who you truly are. So like, how do you show up behind the chair? You know, um, you really want to mirror that in your content. I know we kind of mentioned that earlier, but I mean, if you really want your clients to connect with you and feel comfortable the second they step in your space, you you can't be two different people. Yeah. So back to consistency. To me, what consistency means is committing to a plan that I know I can sustain. Mm-hmm. So again, there is so much noise out there of you have to post this amount of times per week to see growth. Mm-hmm. I think it's BS. Um, I think you can see, and growth is so like subjective as well. Like growth could mean that you maybe aren't making any more money per se, but you're maintaining what you're currently making behind the chair. Or maybe you're sloughing off clients that you just don't actually align with, but you're bringing in new clients. Like to me, that's growth. It's not just growth online, right? Like it's not your follower count. Yeah. Like all that stuff really doesn't matter. Truly, right. I always look more at the metrics of how many like new clients did we get in? Were they aligned? Were they, you know, like I set up different metrics for my clients and they're always like, well, what about like likes and shares? And I'm like, are you honestly concerned about that? Or are you more concerned about the growth inside your business, not online? Yes. Okay. So, I want to talk about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's really all I have about consistency is just create a plan that yes. you can stick with consistently. That you can stick with. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. So now, like, would you say like every other day posting, if you're consistent with that, yeah. that's fine, right? I yeah. th- honestly, like if you can only sustain three days on your own, then do that and make it high quality content when you do that. Right. Um. Okay. Dang it. Now I lost it. I was excited and now I forgot. Well, all right. We were talking about consistency. Um, shit. <laughs> I was like. Um, we were talking about uh, crap. See, we're showing up real, guys. <laughs> okay, so let's, all right, so consistency in general, because I know for me, I'm like, okay, I need to show up. 
I got to show up somehow every day, Mm -hmm. you know, whether I just pop in my stories for a second or I'm not in the mood to show my face and I just have a picture that I write some words on, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but a lot of times I will talk in my stories because it's easier. Mm -hmm. I don't care what I look like. A lot of times I'm talking after I work out because that's when Mm -hmm. my ideas like start flowing. Mm -hmm. And if I get enough like little hearts or DMs from a story, I will save it and post it as a reel. And they do the best. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think for a while it was like, oh, nobody's listening to reels. Nobody's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, my audience is. So I think also like, it depends on your audience, right? Like 100%. Like all Mm -hmm. these rules don't always apply to everybody. No. And honestly, that to me is so frustrating just like as a social media manager, because I mean, I'm consuming that content all day long. Like what are the changes? What's new with social media? What's, you know, helping people grow, blah, 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 blah. Right. Like that's part of my job. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard to honestly keep up. Even yeah. with me looking at it all day long of like what needs to happen because there's contradicting information all over the board. And really, again, it comes down to testing for 30 days what your audience actually wants to see from you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when I give clients their first 30 day strategy, I tell them we're going to be testing things in these next 30 days and I'm going to push you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push you to do things that you probably wouldn't have done on your own, but that's why you hired me. So, If you're really looking to figure out how your audience best responds to your content, like Missy, that is amazing that she figured out that, you know, she can post on her stories and her um, audience actually interacts with her on stories. That's amazing. But some people don't have that. So you have to figure out, like, do they respond better if you send them to your DMs? Mm -hmm. Are they more like private? Like they want to have more of like a one-on-one experience with you conversation-wise, or are they more like commenters? Like they want to just be like up in your comments, giving advice, asking questions, because each one of my clients is so different. Yeah, for sure. So different with that. So it just, there's, there's so many little things, but again, if you're just starting out and figuring out, you know, like how to bust out of this plateau or something going on with your social media, You have to just start testing and you have to be open to trying things that you probably, it's going to make you super uncomfortable, but you have to be willing to do that to actually see results that you want to see. How many um, people have you worked with that start doing something new for two weeks and then say it's not working? (laughs) You don't have to say names. (laughs) Just be honest. No, I'm not going to say names, but it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. <laughs> I asked this because I, I don't love know. them. I even love for, them. <laughs> even for me, I have times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Nobody is listening. Yep. No, like my engagement will be low. Mm-hmm. I, you know, fuck question boxes. Like question boxes on my page. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I post them. I'll still yeah. post them, but guess what? If you're listening, please answer because I will post them sometimes and nobody says shit. And oh like, yeah. They're bad. And it feels like you're standing in a room of people talking to yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it can be when you're trying to build any kind of business, it can feel like you're doing it for no reason. And you can, it can feel like you're putting all this energy into something mm-hmm. that nobody is listening to. But I will tell you, 
people are listening. There are people watching that are scared to say anything or scared to yes. comment or scared to like. They're going to be the first ones that are going to buy from you. Maybe not right away. I've had people who have followed me for years and then finally, you know, purchase my course or something like that. Yeah. And that is something that has taken me years to learn. Years. You Which have to I, be uncomfortable with that uncomfortable part of social media. You just, yes. Yeah. So patience, right? So mm -hmm. what is the story? You have somebody that starts following you, right? For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for them on their end? Mm -hmm. like, like where's the trust being built? When do they like, you know what I mean? Like kind of what is happening behind the scenes that we're not seeing? Yeah. And so here, here is my main thing that I also try to tell stylists of the reason why you have to be consistent is for this reason. Your experience starts way before they even come and see you behind the chair. Yeah. It starts on social media. So that's why it's important to make sure that you have this vein of branding on your page and you really explain what you do and why you do it. And that's why storytelling is important. Mm -hmm. You want them to feel something. So when they come into your space, it's not like this awkward, like you have to have an awkward icebreaker. That should have really all already happened on social media. Right. Probably they already know how in. many kids you have. Yes. They already, you know, like. Yeah. Like, or like what you're currently going through. What did you like? What class did you just take? Um, and like, you could talk about how you're so excited about that, you know, just stuff like that. Or even what's currently going on in your life that you're like, you know what? It makes it really hard right now to show up and do hair behind the chair but I'm so passionate about what I do. And that's why I continue to do it, whatever, you know, but that's why it's so important to still show up. Even when you feel like you're talking to a blank wall, because guess what? Probably about 90% of the time, that's what social media feels like. <laughs> yes. It's so true. And I think that does. kind of brings in the like, personal development aspect of business in general, right? Like I, I think have we were to... going to talk about mindset now that yes. I know, like now Thank that you. we're going into this, I was like, <laughs> I think we were going to touch on the mindset behind social media. Yes. Cause... I think we should, because yeah. I think that that's a, that's such a big part of it. I mean, and again, even with, mm -hmm. in that kind of situation, like I, my words of affirmation are, is my love language. So like validation from the outside world is like, something that keeps me going. Right. And I'm learning and I'm trying to, you know, heal my way out of that because I don't think it's the healthiest way of being. But I think a lot of us are like that, especially yeah. when we're putting energy into something like social media. Well, and we've been programmed for a long time because yes. just, social media has conditioned us to like have to need that. Yes. Well, that's what we're just waiting, right? Like I will just be scrolling and I'm waiting for somebody to like engage with me. Like, yes, like talk, talk to, to somebody, me. talk to me. Talk to me. Like, talk to me. Yeah. Like, you right. Know? Totally. Yeah. And, and I think that we have to kind of, we have to figure out how to find our own validation in our own lives and then just kind of have social media as a tool for our business. Right. Yes. 100%. How do we do that? <laughs> oh, I don't know if we have man. enough time for that, but you know, <laughs> you know what? And it's always a growing and like, and it's, it's always growing and evolving for me personally. Like I can only speak about like my own journey with social media and like ultimately what led me to doing this job. Mm -hmm. Um, this was a really big part just because behind the chair, it was really hard to balance um, not only creatively, but emotionally pouring into social media and my clients every single day. And your family. And my family. Cannot forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pouring into my family. Um, but it's, we're just always balancing so much. And like, 
I, and that's why I think just really knowing who you are as yourself and who you are in your business is so key because it will really help you not feel so like this need of like having to have the validation from social media, but just being like a little bit more confident and secure in who you are just on and offline because they should be the same. Right. But like we were talking about at the beginning, it was like, you know, we feel like we have to be these two separate people because we're not confident with who we are. So we start looking to other people of like, should I be doing that? Should I be doing this? And then that's just what like messes us up. Right. It just like gets us out of our sync and our rhythm when we're over consuming and like overthinking social media. The comparison game. The comparison game is so hard on social media. And so I have really been trying to be better about this because I go in and out of times where I'm really good at this. And then I'm just like, wow, I'm like back in the hole. And last month, I will tell you, I was like in the hole of this, of like just over consuming and overthinking everything in my business. I had a big launch coming up and I was just like, oh my gosh, should I have done it this way? Wait, I should have had this before I launched. I should have done this or that. And we just, it's so easy to get sucked into it that I totally just let my role go to the wayside where I really try to get online when it's just for business. Mm. Like I am going on there. It is part of my work schedule. It is to consume. It's not to whatever. You know, like if I am on Instagram specifically, TikTok is kind of like my guilty pleasure where I just kind of like scroll and it's fun and whatever. Like I'm loving my feed right now on TikTok. Right. (laughs) So it's fine. It's like, it's more like the crime junkie stuff or whatever, you know? So it's fun. But Instagram, it's just so curated that that's why I tend to fall more into the pitfall of I'm not good enough. My work isn't good enough. I need to be better, blah, 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 blah. So you have to figure out um, kind of like where that threshold is for you of you kind of start falling into that like doom scroll. Yes. For me, it's like I have to be on and off in 15 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. posting. That's engaging. That's scrolling for a few seconds. And then I have to be out. Yeah. And I would even, um, a little tip that I was given that I do now, because Mm -hmm. again, I get stuck in that as well, especially when I'm launching like launch weeks, I'm in a launch week right now. I'm in the middle of it. The middle is the hardest because the middle is the quietest, Mm -hmm. um, uh, screenshot all of the praise that your clients give you. So if you're a hairstylist and you get those text messages that are like, oh my God, I love my hair today. Oh my God, you're amazing. Oh my God, our conversation was amazing or whatever. Screenshot it, save it in a folder. And when you get down on yourself, when you have slow weeks, when you have you know people that cancel, like go and look at that and remind yourself that one, you are making people feel amazing. You, you know, you do have clients yeah. that love you because it is so easy to go online and feel like you're not doing enough and feel like nobody is listening and feel like you're the wallflower on the wall screaming for somebody to be like, look at me, you know? So I, if anyone's listening to this, I'm like, oh my God, I know that feeling like save your praise, save it and go look at it because Mm -hmm. you've got to remind yourself that you are on the right path and you are doing Mm -hmm. something that you love. And, you know, because I think we all go through it. I don't think there's anyone out there. I've yet to talk to anyone who doesn't go through that feeling. And if you haven't been through that feeling, like, are you a vampire? Like, like d- DM us. Like, tell yeah. us your secret. Yes, like, yeah. please. <laughs> like, do you have the secret sauce? Like, have right. you been holding out on all of us? You could literally build an entire platform out 
about that. So let's talk. Which I'm sure let's they talk. do. Link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> Link in bio. Oh um, gosh. Link yeah. It's so, okay. Actually, let's talk about this a little bit. So one of my okay. biggest things, not just when I was behind the chair, but even starting my coaching business was I'm not a seller. I don't sell. Right. Ooh. Like I don't like selling. Yes. That, and I, I still, it has taken me two years to be mm-hmm. like, it's not selling, it's helping. Right. Like I have something mm-hmm. that can help people, Yes, you know, for the longest solution. time, people would be like, go in their DMs and like, just invite them to, to enroll. And I'm like, Ooh, no, yeah, no. but now I'm like, wait, they were interested mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, Hey, just so you know, enrollment is now if yeah. you're interested and guess what people are like, Oh my God, thank you. I had no idea. Yeah. But and I'm like, wait, <laughs> the shift though, the shift there was that your mindset was completely different. Yes. So energetically, that message came through a lot different than you being like, ew, that's icky. Yes. And that's why there's you feel like there's contradict- contradicting info on both sides. And it's because that energetic exchange needs to be there. Yes. If you feel icky about something, do not do it because it's going to come off icky. But if you want to send someone a DM and you are like confident as hell, girl, do it. Yeah. Do well, it. And you know, right? Like I mm-hmm. I get cold DMs from like PR companies oh, and yeah. shit all the time. And I'm like, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, get out of here. There. Yes. The moment you see like a like a podcast, um, like PR company follow mm-hmm. me, I know immediately that there is a copy and paste DM in my in my <laughs> message. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm like immediately like, God damn it. Like yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Like <laughs> or hair extension factories. It's like, oh. can you just not? Can you? Oh, just my favorite. Not? Oh, hi, Jane. You do hair. I have I hair. And I'm or like, hi, dear. I'm yeah. like, oh, I am not like an 80 year old woman. I I'm know. not a deer. I anyway. can't. Yeah. I can't. The So nice. that's gross. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes, that's but that energetic exchange is different. That's it's a copy and paste. There's no like added like personality there. There's no like, hey, like. Also, like the hey, I've been thinking about you. Like, I know that I can get a little like awkward, just the whole like MLM market. But again, like sometimes I, I really have been thinking about people, though. Totally, you know what I mean, and that's the thing. Totally. Like, if you're having a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and then you know you have a launch coming up or something, right. and you're like, wait, that person, like that conversation, like a, you know, she was crying. I mean, I have people cry on in my right. DM sometimes. You know what I mean? And it's right. like I do think about these people. But that's, it's different though than just cold DMing them. Yes. Hey, I've been thinking about you. You've already been having a conversation. Beforehand. I haven't seen you since high school. Hey, I've been thinking yeah. about you. you like yes. to buy this cheap necklace. Yeah. Cool. So it's been, <laughs> it's been uh 15 years. Great. Uh, Do you know anything about me? Do you yes. know anything about me now other than what is currently in my first nine photos on Instagram? Exactly. You know? Like anything other yes. than that. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's different. To me, that's that's not a cold DM. That's you truly reaching out and being like, I want to help you. And this is the best way that I know that I can help you with where you're yeah. at. Right. So, yeah. And I, I remember behind the chair with product. Like I would always say that with mm-hmm. product. Well, I'm not a salesman. I'm not here to sell. And then, yes. you know, we have these classes that are like, hey, like, but what if they have a problem that you have a product that can fix it? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's true. Yeah. So then it's not really selling, it's helping. And I'm like, huh, never thought about it like that. <laughs> and I love that. I love how you've like rephrased that because I don't know what happened in our culture, but I mean, that's how I had to like unbreak that mindset for myself when it came to selling. I don't know 
where I kind of took that on in my hairstyling journey. But yeah, it was just like, you don't want to sell, but it's like, why, why do cells need to feel icky? They shouldn't. Like if you are as passionate as I know you are about what you do, it shouldn't feel yucky. It should feel natural. But the part that probably feels yucky is the fact that you don't talk about your offer enough for it to feel natural. So that's why you need to be getting on social media, taking the messy action and talking about your offer. Even if it sounds like, hello, my name is Lindsay and I do hair extensions and I would love to, like, if it sounds like that, that is fine. It is so fine. All of us have been there. I can't even tell you. Actually, I can tell you about a time (laughs) that my clients actually still to this day remember the first live I ever did. Really? Yes. It was that bad. It was that awkward. Did you have a script? No. And I should (laughs) have. It actually would have made it better, to be honest with you. Because in this class that I was taking, they were like, you're going to go out to the beach and you're going to do a live. And I was like, first of all, what the hell is a live? I don't even know what that is. This is like before I even like dove into social media. Right. Um, So I knew nothing about social media at this time, truly. I'm like, what the hell is a live? I don't even know what that is. Someone had to show me where the button was. They turned it on as they were explaining to me what a live is. And I was like, so you're telling me I just like get on here and I talk. And it was live. Yeah. She had to push the button. And so I put it on me and I'm like, hi, I'm at this <laughs> class. And uh, it was just like very awkward like that. But now my clients are like, you would never think that that's where you started. And I'm like, yeah, because I just had to keep practicing. It's just like when we first highlight, it's just when like we first do anything in life, right? It, yep. We're never good at it. We're never perfect at it. You just have to take the reps. Yep. And kind of like we talked about earlier with confidence is like you, you don't get confident until you do the thing that you're trying to get confident in. Like, I can't be like, I'm going to speak on stage when I'm confident. Like, because you no, never will. You're <laughs> never going to fully be confident in something that you've never done before. Right. So you just have to start doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. So I want to kind of circle back kind of to the beginning of this conversation. Okay, great. Because you had said that with your new clients, you have them um, uh, pinpoint their values. Mm-hmm. That is a very hard thing for some people to do. Do you find that people kind of struggle with even what that means? Yeah. So I have to like break down what core values are and it's not an overnight process for them. You know, Mm -hmm. I give them this basic strategy for the 30 days to also give them time to really settle into their messaging that they're pushing out for 30 days to really be like, oh, these are actually the three values that I value within my business. Because I mean, When you look at a sheet, if you've ever done a core value exercise, they give you a sheet of like a hundred words. Words, yep. That you're like, yeah, circle all the ones that you value. And it's like, I ended up with like 50. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a great word. I love this, you know, whatever. But (laughs) then they want you to narrow it down to like three to five. And it was so hard. But something that I have my clients do is like, really just, again, start taking the messy action, applying these principles that I'm teaching them behind the scenes to help them show up more effectively, to help them really figure out who they are online, that then that's whenever they realize, actually, I really am feeling called and pulled to really speak on these values in my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I really want to lean into this. And the cool thing about core values is like, yes, they are core values, but they can change. Like you evolve and change 
so will your core value. So it's never a thing where you have to like stay in that lane forever. Um, I think that's something that's like misunderstood with core values. And honestly, you shouldn't like if you're ever doing like a rebrand or like just feeling like you're stepping into this like new era of you. Like I love that phrase, new era of like mm-hmm. everything. It's fun. Um, you're such a Swifty. I oh my Swifty <laughs> showing. <laughs> um, I'm actually I yes I am obsessed. With her. I already <laughs> talked about her in this podcast. It's so awkward. <laughs> I love oh my it. Gosh. Anyways, um, you know, whenever you feel like you have, you know, grow like grown and changed inside your inside your business, you really should be reevaluating these like foundational beliefs inside your business because chances are they've changed a little bit, and so your messaging should change a little bit. Your visual should change a little bit, and that's that's just a natural process of social media, but. Um, if you've never done a core value exercise, I'm going to strongly suggest that you do that. Take the time to do that. And if you get down to like 10 words and you're like, I literally cannot narrow this down anymore, start just implementing a few of them. Try some of them on. See how they feel inside your messaging. And if they don't feel good, then that's not one that you you know want to put out all the time. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because you know, being a money coach, we have to dive into what we really want in general. And I think that like, it kind of goes hand in hand with your values, right? A lot of times we really, so many of us don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to do, wild. it is so wild. So the retreat I was at this past weekend, the elevated stylist did a self-love ceremony. And in this ceremony, we had to write down under 50 words, just single words Mm -hmm. that described us, right? So everyone kind of had a couple- under 50. So as long okay, as it was under 50. 50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, wow. and people would start writing all these things down and people would write mother, hairstylist, things like that. Right. And mm-hmm. then they had us go through. And if we wrote down a word that had anything to do with anything outside of us as humans, so you would have to cross it out. So hairstylist crossed out, mother crossed out, like, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you are like you. And I think when it comes to your values, a lot of times we kind of associate what we think we're supposed to, right? Yes. I use, I use shoulds all the time. Like mm-hmm. what we should value, what do we mm-hmm. actually value? So it's hard. It kind of comes back mm-hmm. to personal growth again, which my podcast has a tendency to do no matter what the topic is. <laughs> I know. No, it's true though, because I think that's always the missing key ingredient though, because I mean, I can audit someone's business all day long on their social side of things, but like if they don't know who they truly are, like they're to the core and that they haven't worked through certain things, like, I mean, I can only do so much, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you're super resistant to showing your face on camera, let's dive into why that is, you know, like those types of things, because I mean, all of us have experienced this. It's not just me it's not just misty it's not just you like everyone goes through this and we have to work through like the whys behind that because Mm -hmm. the only way that you can change it is to really acknowledge the why Mm, yes so this is a great segue into (laughs) why you retired behind the chair oh man i knew it was going Uh, Do you there's tell a little bit about your story oh yeah i always cry but i feel like now that it's been a year i shouldn't cry I just, it's normal on this podcast too. So it's fine. Okay, good. So I'm in good company, I guess. Um, because it truly was a very emotional time for me. It was really, it was a really hard decision. People think like, 
oh, she just like up and left because it kind of looked that way on the outside. I uh, sold my salon. So just some backstory. I had a studio salon, but it was a three chair studio salon. So I think they call those micro salons now, mm-hmm. which yeah. is cool. I wish I had a cool term like that when I was doing <laughs> right. it even a year ago. That may- that would make me sound even cooler. Right. Um, so it was a micro salon. I had a team, one commission girl, rental. It was a hybrid, whatever. And it was great. It was so fun. Um, but the second year in business, there was just this shift of like, what is happening? Mm. And maybe, maybe you've experienced this where someone or something has to kind of nudge you Mm -hmm. in the right direction to actually create the right movement because Mm -hmm. I was comfortable where I was at. I had the dream clientele. I had built the dream. Like I had done the dream and I was comfortable, but because I was comfortable, something was pushing me. Yeah. And so things started to go sideways real hard. That's not why I left behind the chair. I had been feeling it for actually, even before I built the studio, I knew that I would leave behind the chair at some point. I didn't think it would be that soon. Um, but then whenever I, I had this like feeling that I needed to sell the salon, I was sitting on the beach one day. I had this feeling. I just started sobbing on the beach. Luckily, like no one knew I like pulled my hat down and I'm just like sobbing because I just knew I was like okay like there's some new level something else I need to do um that I don't I didn't even know at the time I was doing like so uh, not social media consulting but it was business consulting and so I just thought like oh is that like the direction that I'm being pushed into um and so I just kind of like went with the feeling I was on the beach whatever three days later um, while I was still in California, I get this text from this girl that had inquired about my space the year before. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, no, I'm not selling. Like I just, I, I don't want to do that. And I should have known that should have been like my first inkling into like, okay, like this year you either need to get out now, or I'm going to create a reckoning where you're going to be forced out. <laughs> right. And apparently I chose the hard way. Of like learning all the lessons, which I'm actually very grateful for. I actually go into that on my own podcast. But anyways, neither here nor there. Um, Three days while I was on the beach, I just got this text from this this girl. She was like, hey, are you selling your space? I'm really interested. Um, I feel like it'll be great for like my business, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I said yes. And I had not told anyone, like not even my husband, my entire family was there with us. Like I told no one. I literally Did you just, just like, come home with like wet eyes, like from the beach and you're like, oh, by the way, I'm selling my salon. But <laughs> no one, but no one questioned it because we were at the beach. Like I had been in the water. You know what I mean? Like no one questioned why my face looked crazy. You know, right. it was like, oh, she was just like in the water or whatever. So, um, on the way home from California, I told my husband, I was like, I am going to sell the salon. And he's like, okay, great. And I was like, no, like I already have someone interested. And she texted me like two days ago. <laughs> and he's like, what? Okay. And so, yeah, we got the ball rolling and I was out of my salon within seven weeks. Wow. I transitioned all of my clients out in seven weeks. Everything just started falling into place. And so I just knew that like, that was the direction I needed to go. Um, within that seven weeks, I had actually signed my first social client. I had 
no clue what I was doing, to be perfectly honest with you. None of us do at the beginning. (laughs) No, I was taking the messy action. Like, yeah, you need help with that. Like, that sounds so fun. Like managing someone's socials, telling you like, hey, like this is what you need to do. And so, and literally my business exploded within those three months. And so sometimes you just have to follow those like promptings and feelings that you have because you just never know the opportunity that's going to be on the other side. And I just like always think about what if I still resisted, you know, that, like, where would I be now? You know, where do you think you'd be now? I would still definitely be behind the chair. I still love my clients. Like I, uh, like I still am in contact with a lot of them. Um, I still love doing hair, but there were so many other reasons leading up to why I sold the salon. Like my body was giving out on me, like just emotionally, it was taking a toll on me. I was going through so many other things behind the scenes with my family and my personal life that it was just like, it was too much. It was too much. And I just had to really figure out again, what my values were, what my priorities were and what that meant shaping a business that would fit those um, and just at the time I just knew like hair just wasn't it for me. And then like, you just heard, like it was naturally pulling me out of that. And so, and just leading me down this path of just like rapid growth that I'm still trying to catch up on. Truly. Yeah. What um, limiting beliefs were going through your head during that time? Oh my gosh, that I was not good enough. Like that was number one. Like, who am I, mm-hmm. who am I to start a new business I already built a successful multi six figure business. I had the dream. I had the things. Who am I to do it again? Why? Why? You already did it. You don't need to do it again. You're a mom. You should be a mom. You should be only a mom. You should be focusing on other things. Like just all of the crap. Like you've never done social media management before. Who are you to show up and be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. But Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing because I've done it before and I can help you build a successful business as well in the social space. So those were a lot of really big stories that I had to rewrite and I continually have to tell myself. Yeah, I love I love the I'm going to do this, the client love folder. I'm going to implement that because I just love um, the fact that I could look back on those things like whenever I am telling myself those stories again. Yeah, you you have to sometimes, man. Like, Mm hmm. You know, I, I don't know if I get imposter syndrome much anymore. More Now it's more just like, like, I don't know, did, is, am I saying the right thing? Am I hurting yeah. someone's feet? Like, you know, I don't know. Like, do people like me? That's always been like my. It's like the one. human stories. Like, it's yes. the normal human things of like, just the judgment stuff, you know? The judgment and, stuff. Yeah. Canceled online. Like, just yes. stupid stuff we have to worry about now, but. Yeah. Well, it's funny too, because, um, my topic triggers people, per, you know, and yeah. I had mm-hmm. somebody come up to me during my speaking gig this past weekend and say, you know, you really triggered me up there. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, it's a good thing. She's like, cause if I'm triggered, it's something I need to work on. And it's mm-hmm. like, I realized in that moment that I do want to trigger the right people. 
And I want to trigger the people like her who knows that being triggered in that way is going to cause a change in her. And I think I needed to hear that because a lot of times we think, oh, you triggered me. And like, oh my God, I'm a bad person. I, you know, you know, a lot of people get triggered and it's like bad, you know, where like now it's like if somebody like somebody says something to me that bothers me, why does it bother me? Mm -hmm. I need to dive into that in myself, not because that person sucks. Well, it depends on the situation. That person might suck, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, Yeah. Totally. Um, no, but so, it's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So it's like you almost like you almost want to trigger the right people. You know, you almost want to make them think or make them go, ooh, I don't I don't know if I what she said kind of makes it. I don't know if I like that, but like mm-hmm. maybe I need to figure out why I don't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the type of content that people are so worried about sharing. But those are the types of content that truly connect with the ideal person that you want to be working with or sitting in your chair. It's yes. it's not the fluff content of the three facts to X, Y, Z. Like that is not moving the needle forward for you. It's the things that are thought provoking that tell a story that again, invoke a feeling, right? Being triggered is a feeling. Yes. You're invoking that feeling in them. So like, yeah, sharing controversial things that you're like, I know that, you know, 80% of stylists don't agree with this, but I'm going to share it anyways, because this is my story and this is what I've been seeing. Mm -hmm. So just having the courage to do that. Yeah. Anytime I get nervous to post something, it always does very well. (laughs) I know it's crazy. And like, (laughs) those are probably the ones that like, you don't have makeup on too, right? Like you're just fully you, right? You're like, oh, I don't really want to share this, but I know I should. Those are always mm-hmm. the ones that do good. Always. If my palms are sweaty and I'm like nervous, I'm like, you know what? I think I need to post it. My biggest, most performed content, and I've I've reposted it now like three times, is put your weed in your spending plan. I was terrified to post that the first yeah. time. Terrified. I had the idea on 420. I was like, this would be such great. Like, this That's would be cute. so good. And yeah. like, I was so nervous to post it, like for, for a million different reasons. And I'll tell you right. what, now I love posting it. Like, cause now it like, you know, people, oh my God, like, and it's so funny because it gets shared like 60 sometimes, but privately. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Because other people are nervous to, to post the same thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, okay, you resonate with it, but you're nervous to tell people you resonate with it. And I think that that sometimes is the thing that, Mm -hmm. you know, can be the deciding factor where somebody's going to spend their money, you know? So yeah. I think it's super, it's super fascinating. That post was it a is. fascinating experiment for me. <laughs> I love that because, and the other thing too, that I want to talk about is the fact that you can change your opinion. Yeah. Like some people think like when I put something out online, like that's forever my opinion, but there have been so many times that I've said something about social media and I'm like, actually I've been testing it this way recently. And this is what's working for me right now in the season of life that I'm in. One of those is batching content. And I can kind of talk on that if you want to, but I used to not batch content and I used to be a firm believer in like, okay, like just create in the moment, like be you, but you can still do that and batch content. And I have to batch content. Like I cannot not batch content right now. I have a three-year-old and just life is insane. So I have to batch content, but that was something that I had to change my opinion on. And I went on and I said that I was like, you know what? I used to educate it this way. But this is how I want to talk about it now and what's working with me. So don't ever be afraid to change your opinion and honestly throw yourself under the bus. People love that. 
Well, and especially if you have that growth mindset, because all the things we've talked totally. about have a sense of growth mindset, you know, <laughs> underneath it. That's just me too. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Like, and because it's true, right? Yeah, like totally. I, I personally think you can't be truly successful if you don't have a growth mindset. I just, no, I, you can make all the money in the world, but if you are not like mentally growing yourself as a human being, like you're going to be very unhappy. I just truly believe that. Totally. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you've, you're going to switch up your shit. I switch up my shit all the time. You know what I mean? I like, Mm -hmm. there's a million things I, you know, I used to kind of go with the whole debt is bad thing. And now like, as I've grown, I'm like, actually it's not bad. It's a tool. And like, we get to make it good or bad. And so I think, you know, I think that there, as we grow, your message is going to grow and it's okay to pivot. And if you are doing something that doesn't serve you and you don't like, you don't have to do it anymore. It's not, Every decision is not like a death sentence. If you need someone to connect to, connect with about that, just let me know. Hop in my I mean, DMs. Same. I am more than happy to talk to you, right? Like me and Missy have gone through very similar things of pivoting and changing. When really, truly, when I started my business, I was like, I am going to be the 30 years plus stylist behind the chair working a successful business. To me at the beginning, that was success to me. Yep. But it's wild how much that has changed. And it's probably going to change a hundred more times between now and whenever, right? Yep. Yep. So I love, I love keeping like that growth perspective. Mm-hmm. That's always been very important to me. And that's truly how I've seen growth and results in my business. It's not from like, yeah, I've, I've worked with incredible mentors and people um, in my business to help me get to this point, but truly keeping that growth mindset is what really helped me get here. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm going to have you plug all your things in a minute. But first of all, I just want to say I met Lindsay. Gosh, it's been it's not quite a year. It was what in April of this year, I think something like that. I think something like that. And we we trauma bonded together. Yes, we (laughs) did. We did. I'm honestly very grateful. That was me. It was me and Misty. And I wasn't by myself because I would have been so sad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Really, it wasn't too bad a trauma, but essentially we had to navigate some travel things that weren't as planned. It was Um, an adventure. It was an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Durham for life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just want to thank you for being you. I think you're awesome. Um, I love seeing you shine and seeing you kind of do you know, just navigate this new thing. It was not really new anymore, but this thing that you're doing and creating yes. such an amazing thing for other stylists um, to help them navigate their businesses. So thank you so much. Um, and tell everyone where they can find you. What's the podcast called? All of the things. Oh my and gosh, I'm going to link it all you. in the show notes too. Thank so. you so much for that, by the way. Like I oh. am just so grateful for you and like our connection because I've just learned so much from you. So I'm just very grateful um, oh. that we were able to meet. Um, oh man, where can you find me? First of all, best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I love Instagram. It's Lux Beauty Social. Um, come and DM me, connect with me there. Um, my podcast is the Social Stylist Podcast. Um, I'm actually revamping my new series here next month. I'm so excited. It's going to be jam-packed with some really great interviews. I'm super excited about that. So be sure you catch up and binge last season so you can come to season two, ready to rock and roll with all of the gems that we have ready for you there. Um, But yeah, I will just kind of leave it there. So I don't just like slam everybody with all of the things, but I'll also include some freebie goodies for you guys in the show notes. So you guys can leave with an action plan to start implementing in your social media. 
Yay, Lindsay, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.